They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Bye 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 I'm actually the only endurance athlete among the three of us now. So, true, of course, true. I'm chirpy. That's yeah. just, I mean, to be fair, I do feel like I've been through an endurance event. A good one. But still, I, I'm also knackered. Yesterday, I was absolutely knackered. I disagree Although, with you there. Actually, it was, there was... I have never been an endurance athlete. So, you said now. Ooh. I've never been one. Oh, come on. You invented the MDS. How can you not have... I said endurance. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You have to endure all those people in your tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hardest challenge. But, um, well, welcome to the bad stuff. And uh, we thought we'd have a catch-up about the run show. It was... I thought it was weirdly quite pleasant. Compared to the <laughs> chaos. And there's David's review. <laughs> way, way to go getting us a bigger stage and a, a better stage at the run show in January. I thought it was weirdly quite pleasant. <laughs> I think it was great. Well, you know, normally, normally it's such a rush. It's such an yeah. absolute like, oh my days. And this was actually because I guess it's our schedule rather than the event itself. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, but it did feel, but it felt more open as well because it didn't have as many really high stands. So even though it was the same space as Run South last year, when you were walking around, it felt like it was a bit more space to breathe because of the lack of these huge. It's like it's a difference between being a. I guess a British town and being in New York surrounded by skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did feel like the thing is, I was like, this feels like it's great because like we can go and have chats with people mm. and like there's a little bit more time. But then the minute the stage stuff kicks in and the minute things start to go live, it is like full on, isn't it? Like it's proper, proper full on. Um, yeah. But I felt I kind of felt the same. I felt like it was a lovely little wonderful community village where we could trot around having a nice time, not. Running, not hiding in the toilets eating a sandwich so that nobody talks to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And the food wasn't even bad either. Food's quite good. Although it was quite weird the way I, I didn't actually head down to that section, but they had. It sounded like the predator was being repeatedly killed because they had a car <laughs> behind or something. It was just like what the man the versus car oh, thing. Absolutely <laughs> screeching. <laughs> Yeah. Did any of you try that? No, but like, go down. When, when I heard it, I thought it was screaming from the main stage. I was like, is Harry Styles here? Like, it was like <laughs> that squealing of wheels. Um, I didn't try it. I thought you would have got it, had a go. It was racing a mini, wasn't it? You had to race a mini. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, I, I, in my head, I'd said, I'd, I, I was going to do it, but then just didn't get around to it. But, um, well, f- should we firstly pick up Mike and the team for the fact that they have done all these things to help on carbon footprint. So there's there wasn't carpet unnecessarily. There wasn't any um, programs. Apart from what our stand. On. Apart from our stand, yeah. Well, there's carpets on the stands, but they're not in the aisles. And they, well, I think he said something like 42,000 tonnes of CO2 was saved by not having the flyers and the, the handouts. and the, Although I was kind of relying on the flyers because I hadn't written out our schedule. And I thought, I'll just get one of the... One of the programs that didn't realise wasn't there. So it's like, okay, <laughs> we actually have to we have to go so fast to write out who we're interviewing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you could have just taken a photo of the thing at the front. But top tip, yeah. everyone: if you if there's no flyers, take one flyer, get you to take a photo of it. Clever, yeah. right? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, I like that. Um, or they, they should just have people walking around with massive massive sandwich boards. Just say. So you can see him. But, There's um, not enough people yeah, with so sandwich I, boards, I like that. I like are there? I mean, you'd think, actually, that would be yeah. quite effective in there. Someone with a sandwich I've board. I've just had the best idea. So on our stand, we had a big cardboard cutout thing that said um, it takes effort to be this mediocre. And we have got that. It's in my house. We could make a sandwich board out of it, and anybody that wins a race has to walk around wearing it for a week. With the like shame a sandwich board. 
the shame yeah. bell behind him. Yeah. They have to be naked underneath it. It's only one-sided, <laughs> so it'll be awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I love I love the fact that they're they're always actually trying to think of new things and actually changing the rules of exhibiting and conferences and uh but yeah what what would you say were your highlights Sally what did you enjoy the most well um I enjoyed all of it but I always I always especially enjoy meeting people on that stand like that's the thing that I love the most I loved the diversity panel I loved the interview with Laura Swanson Rubellin um, I also love the fact that a lot of the stands weren't the great big brands. They were smaller brands, like yeah. more independent ones. So like, I'm obsessed with BP3 knickers now. And, um, oh, and also really there was a, they're so fun and also functional. And uh, I also, there was a, a stand called Design by Sport who make leggings and tops and stuff, but they are for women and they have pockets, which sounds ridiculous. But the fact is, I'm actually wearing a pair now. They're amazing. So... So, yeah, the little stands um, are not... I mean, I really missed the two, actually, and I really missed some of the... There was no Innovate, there was no Ultra. But to be honest with you, like, you know, it's great to do that little bit of discovery, isn't it? And and I suppose it's like anything. It's like when it it all feels like it's on a slightly less hectic scale, you discover more and you see more and you talk to more people. And I think that's a rarity nowadays because you're bombarded with information off the internet. So being in a, a real space where you can do that was actually quite refreshing. It does surprise me how many new companies there always seem to be, or how many new products, or how many new brands. Yeah. Particularly when, so that I can't remember the name of that. There was a new lightweight bag company, and part of me thinks, who was, who was thinking? I know I'm gonna, I, I like. Do you know what this market needs? Another lightweight bag. Lightweight bag. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Do you know this? Do you know what this? Do you know what this market needs? Another bloody massage gun there were like 1700 I need another I, I need we need another gel we need another weird fruit from somewhere that we can turn into something that's going to that's going to disappear in what 18 weird months fruit did you find wait well, no but there's fruits? always there's always there's always someone that's got the, it's, it's, berry. It's, it's, yeah it's always like some like weird ingredient isn't it that someone's found somewhere that tries to be the new beetroot um but yeah. there's always those cropping up more socks. We need more socks. These it's socks are different, though. Never enough. <laughs> fucking shorts, oh, though. What is it with shorts? Like, why is there such a like a lack of shorts? <laughs> is shorts just not sexy? Is that? I mean, they're not. Um, and when I say shorts, I mean shorts under under twenty pounds, of course, because uh, I don't want to pay more than that for them. Maybe just maybe it's because people reuse their shorts more often than their tops, so they have less. They buy really? less shorts. Could that be? You use your shorts. From- I would think you'd need to switch out no. your shorts more than your tops. What do you think, Ali? Actually, really? I kind of agree. Think, thinking about it, they're thinking about it. I do wear, I wear my skorts all week, but I will swap out the top. Yeah. So uh, I kind of agree on that. I love but my I, skorts. Um, there love... were sexy shorts. There were sexy shorts on the design by Sports Stand. The pink ones with dots on. Oh, them. No, 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 no. I don't mean, I don't mean, the, I don't mean the sexy ones. I mean like. There was loads of sexy shorts. I think the, like the sexy shorts market, I think is pretty pretty good. Yeah. And you pay premium for sexy shorts as well. It's the standard. I'm not wearing sexy shorts today. Shorts that there's just doesn't seem to be you know much of. It means that I have to go to Sports Direct and find someone. I don't really so like you're complaining because there aren't enough non-sexy shorts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Surely sometimes we just want sexy. Sometimes Surely. you don't want to. Sometimes you want to pop to Pure Gym and you don't want to be in your sexy shorts. <laughs> There's nothing. There's no nothing. One ever, no one ever wants to pop to pure gym. <laughs> like sexy shorts are great. You go to a race. You're running with people. Things like that. Yo, know, forty three year old man in a in a gym full of children. Basically, sexy shorts is not the most appropriate thing to be wearing at that point. Certainly, the the sort of shorts that <laughs> Danny Bent was bloody wearing on the stage, which weren't tri- child friendly in any way. <laughs> what was that? No, they that? were not. Was no, it was like, we should have we should have put them in the BBR crash to get rid of children wearing those shorts. Yeah, I think men should not be wearing women size because they miss. Well, no, they don't miss. They they give too much, should we say? Yeah, exactly. It's the opposite of missing it. It's like right, I can see literally see the outline of everything, and that should be banned. And that's a really I find that quite a hard conversation to have with with men I've been looking at your knob I've been looking at your knob and I've been coming yeah. to this conclusion it's essentially what you're saying 
yeah oh you nearly poked me in the eye there like if that's the first thing that you say to them <laughs> it can get a little bit awkward but like there's, yeah. a, there's a situation where you've got like a mate who wears those tight shorts or wears those leggings without shorts yeah. over the top and they have done for ages and you're like you gotta have a conversation with them i always find it's best to get lorna involved just get her to come along for a run and she'll just say it to them that's what i do i, I use her yeah, and especially because Danny is an excitable man, so... <laughs> well, he is, well, he is when he's he introducing a, you. He, Bloody hell. He says he's got a man yeah. crush. He is... He's, they, they, you know in a cartoon when someone's in love with someone, those little hearts appear in someone's eyes? When he starts talking about you on stage... It's because we're besties. Oh, it's, it's so sweet. You know, that, you, know you know a bit in Love Actually where Egg from This Life has to show the video to uh, that girl and it's all just shots of her. JD's just saying this because he was introduced as my sidekick and that and JD didn't like that at all. And uh, and Danny then I think felt quite bad after that art as well and quickly started reversing it. It's way it's um, why, it's the fact that he didn't he didn't know anything. He didn't know anything about me at all. It's just and it, I've known him quite a while. Of course not in as much he just didn't know anything and he was genuinely surprised to find that like when Ali told him like I'd work for men's running and things like that. He was he was like he was going, oh, I was genuinely surprised by that. That's what's funny. But he was he said to me, give me some facts about Jodie I don't know. So I was saying everything me and you had just talked about, like literally verbatim. When I said to him, he's got a copy of Born to Run, but he's not in it. Daddy's kind of looking at me like trying to, like, is that a joke? But I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> just said just, it on stage just in front say of everyone. He's just been scrabbling for a fact. It's like, yeah, Jodie invented UHT milk back in 2018. <laughs> he just says it. It's like, right. Okay, brilliant. You can update your Wikipedia page, Jodie, or even better, get the do-badders to do it for you. I tell you what, though, it's different, isn't it? When we don't have a stage that we know is populated with, with like, our little tribe, or at least has, like, a lot of people in our tribe in it, mm. it it's different when you try and make in-jokes. Um that no one gets and like right at the start of the of the all sort of the presentations and stuff like how many people listen to bad boy running and it was like two wasn't it it was just that's the first time yeah. we, like, we've ever been in front of people you know majority audience um as bad boy running where they just have no idea who we are or they do no, but I they think, just choose not to listen <laughs> i think uh the, qu- the question i got asked the most of the weekend is what is bad boy running like and that's great because it's great for discovery and i love it but at the same time it's like <laughs> how do you answer it here we go uh, it, I'm like, is, i don't know what it is no, no, no one that's knows it's not for you <laughs> my answer was just well i'll tell you what it's not it's not a cult and i just and they just like we're looking at me like what do you mean it's not a cult i'm like it's not a cult say it again it's not a cult um but uh so it's great that there's a bit of discovery there and you know i think we've probably got about maybe four five more listeners big <laughs> numbers I think it was quite educational as well, well I like Ali that. because I didn't know until your introduction that you were top ten most impressive woman of the year or something in, in the Guardian yeah that was really cool yeah you kept yeah. that quiet I, um, why, I have am. Not, why, why have you kept that quiet I mean uh, obviously when you, when you when you get when that pops up in your life and you get given that accolade which is one of the top ten most inspiring adventurers of the year uh, you don't go around saying, hey, everyone, guess what? I'm one of the top ten most inspiring adventurers of the year. Who you is number of, nine? I, just, no. I know, I was saying, who uh, beat you? Who's, who's more adventurous it, than you? Who's edged in, you out? It, it wasn't in number order. It wasn't in number oh, order. Oh, so you could be number one. I probably am. Well, you were number two. On the, oh, no, I'm just looking at you. You're number two on the list. Oh, am I? Yeah, I think it might be in alphabetical order. Slightly, yeah, higher, clever. slightly higher than a human rights journalist. Oh. Like she, yes! <laughs> human rights journalist. Human rights. Human rights is so last year. Is that, is that Stephanie? Stephanie Case? Uh, no, there is another human no, rights No, there are. Uh, no, sorry, so, human rights journalist. As well, Rebecca Lowe. So you beat Rebecca Lowe, uh, Sally McGee, Ali Phillips. I haven't beaten anyone. Omi In your Dale. face, Ali Phillips. God, there's a lot. Do one, Amy Dale. Look at all these. There's only one Ali. All these women that you are pushing down, pushing down with your your celebrity. Rosie Swale Pope. Mm. Yeah. Sophie Mm -hmm. Nicholson, Tracy Edwards, and Anna Fleming. Nice. I think this is very thinly veiled. Who the hell are these people? No, 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 they're not not at all. No, not at all. It's good. 
but yeah you don't go around saying it when you get something like that you don't you don't i just think it's just like it's lovely and i was very very honored and i don't know where it came from but at the same time it's it's <laughs> i don't it know it's what it is. all of that all, all of that pressurized all that have pr you... activity <laughs> Have, I got a tattoo? have you done a tattoo linked to it to uh, you know, memorize? You know, just to yeah, I've got, I've got the Guardian logo on my back. <laughs> it's quite a clever way, actually, to because you almost need to now like the Guardian. I'm sure you did before, but it's quite a clever PR thing to to. Um, you feel you now know. feel like this affinity to the Guardian because they've you know they clearly have said way. What happens? Wait, what happens I, if the I Daily was, Mail had done it? Would you have accepted? Okay, so it? I said, this is what I said to my mum. I was like, the best thing about this mum is that for finally it's not a tabloid because I've already been in the Daily Mail and I've already been in the Mirror and it's like that was just embarrassing and awful because it was just. You know, the Daily Mi- the Mirror called us super fit endurance athletes. Nice. Which, no. And then the Daily Mail did a, did a thing about me taking the, the girls to the Hebrides, but basically focused on the fact these women were leaving their children to go on an adventure. How dare they? <laughs> and it was like, literally like, you know, these women have had the audacity to leave their houses and go to the Outer Hebrides without their children. And I'm like, that kind of wasn't the angle I was going for. What, Same what with the you, mirror, not the, the angle I was going you're in the su- for. You're in the sun as Ultra Totty. <laughs> yeah, I was. Ultra Totty. <laughs> Ultra Totty. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my what God. She, what she wore. Uh, exactly, look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that, has anyone got that handle on Ultra Totty? Instagram? <laughs> Oh, look at that. That needs to oh, be a fan account. Do bad as you listen to this and you are good on Instagram, set up an Ali... No, 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 no. <laughs> There is an ultra totty, and it's a child. It's like a... Oh. Yeah, oh, it's got sinister. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's not what I was supposed to be looking at, officer. No, honestly, oh. I was Googling something else. But um, oh, what, what, what I like, because I love the kind of behind the scenes that you, you get to see almost like the thick of it all the madness going on behind but in the because there were quite a few big names you had Mo Farry you had Paula Radcliffe um, you had Steve Cram and that means I don't think it was Steve but I think with the other two you then suddenly have the agents and I I love the the discount the the, the 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 difference between the person and the person represented by the agent <laughs> and so um Mo supposedly wasn't going to be meeting anyone, wasn't going to be having any photos, signing anything. He was going to be in and out on the stage for his allotted time, nothing else, because this is what the agent had represented. And, um, of course, he gets there and he signs autographs for an hour and a half, was it? An hour and a quarter? And they Did had he? To, yeah, they had to cut the queue because it was too long. And um, and it, it just annoys me so much how agents create all this nightmare situation for bookers, for um, organisers, and actually almost create the... I, th- I reckon half these people who are, are just labelled as divas, half of it is just because they're women. The other half is probably because they've got an agent who's just coming up with all sorts of shit that they've never asked for or insisting on all these rules that actually they they don't necessarily want. And it it, it just annoys me that, that they genuinely seem to be this negative impact on the running industry. But it's part of the spin, isn't it? Because it's like, if you say, no, no, you can't have an autograph. If you say you can't have something, you want it more. So it's them building up this person as if I'd have had an agent walk in with me with like my head down, a hoodie on, making a noise with a headset in, being like, oh, she's coming to stage, coming to everybody would have been like, oh my God, who's that girl? Is that one of the top 10 most inspiring inventors <laughs> in the UK? Totty? But I don't. Totty? Yeah, oh, that, oh my God, here comes Ultra Totty. But I don't. And I think that's part of it is the spin and the, and the making people want more. And it's like, that's the job of the agent is to make their product as valuable as it can possibly be so they make this big fuss around it to get you like interested and oh no he'd never do that oh no you know he's so special that he can't touch or see anybody else like that's what they're for so i I get it but it it kind of annoys me and upsets me a little bit because i would have really liked to have seen mo 
maybe go and visit some of the stands or be a bit more inspiring by actually having full-on conversations with people because it just felt like they're a bit untouchable whereas you get someone like you know Sab from Black Trail Runners or uh, Laura Swanson and they're actually standing there and people asking them questions like how do I run my first ultra and that that is like human connection inspiration isn't it I just don't and it might be a sexy story but because we, even when we had a photo, I'd, I'd said, hey, Mo, oh, oh, we, had, we had a photo <clears> with him. And then I was like, all right, mate, you know, I'm Somalian and marathon champion. And he's like, what? Where, where did you? And we were kind of being moved on during this conversation. And so even mid one conversation, we were all then kind of shepherded off. And there's, so I just don't know how we could actually. And it, it almost gives you a little insight into how crazy elements of his life must be, because there were people kind of jumping up on stage clambering towards him as he was walking in and it was almost kind of Harry Styles-esque level of people are getting carried away here in the kind of the but I feel like if if you said he's going to be there for the whole day we've got a stand like a stand where you can go and meet him there wouldn't be that people only do that because they think it's their only opportunity but if, if you can make space I understand that he probably charges by the hour he's yeah. really busy and he's got stuff he wants to do but if as someone that See, that puts himself up as an inspirational leader, which is part of the job of being an Olympic athlete. I think make the time. I like always make the time. But it, like making you two must have had this where you have people come to talk to you and you're like, you just have to make 15 minutes to have a conversation with someone to change their life for a very long period of time or their, the suggestion of what they should do for a very long period of time. But they don't have the time. They're there for like, what, two hours and then they, they, they leave. And I felt Paula was quite good at that, um, but I honestly didn't see Mo apart from when he went on stage. That was it. Mm. I didn't see any anything of him. I think there's also a thing with agents, and, isn't there, yeah, where yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense for them to kind of, you know, shut down all the possibilities of something, so that if then say, you know, Mo does decide to then do um, like autographs or do photos, it makes it look like oh, Mo's such a great guy. He's you know he's 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 kind of going against his agent and he's, you know, he's, he's doing this for the people type, type thing. And so it's probably, you know, just like a default thing that agents do, just like, he can't do this, he can't do that, he can't do that. And then like leaves it to his discretion or says, oh yeah, just, you know, spend half an hour doing it afterwards. Because if that was obviously arranged, that was obviously already yeah. sorted out. So yeah, it's like, whole, that, I, know, that whole I, don't think it was. I genuinely don't think it was. I think they, because I think that's why it was at this weird space to the side that you suddenly, there was a black, backdrop rather than a, a national running show because they'd have want the national running show logo behind yeah mm. they you know if they if they'd actually thought it through because they that that would just be so much better for their marketing their branding um well do you think yeah, also so there's it, an issue so hang on a minute there was photos on a black plain backdrop oh just because that's the side of the stage Photoshop. We can get hold of them. We can put the BBR logo. We can get that it takes effort to be this mediocre. We can get all that stuff. This is genius. Putting someone on a black backdrop is way worse than putting them on a step and repeat. Like, way worse. That's it. The other, the other thing is... So we're, maybe we'll do, like... No, go on, sorry, like David. Doorbell sales company. Uh, maybe we do like doorbell sales just leave, at the top. Leave it to the do badders. Uh, leave it to the do badders to Photoshop. What we need to do is get hold of that photo, leave it to the do badders to Photoshop, and we'll come up with some options. The thing I was thinking about what you were saying there, Ali, right. about actually going around, going around and, and talking to people. There's another aspect to it. And of course, I don't know Mo personally yet or anything else like that. But isn't it sometimes, um, you know, as an agent or whatever, you kind of sometimes want your um to create this like mystique about you know your uh, your client and things like that because actually it turns out that they're not actually that interesting or inspirational um and you know there's a possibility that you know people might be slightly disappointed by i mean i'm not saying that's necessarily with mo but i, I just wonder that there's a lot of that there might be a lot of that is that and people will probably still find inspirational to meet and stuff like that but they might you know i, I think with a lot of people they're just kind of quite awkward and they don't really know what to kind of do when they come up against well, like lots of people and, and things like that. Should we discuss the awkwardness of, of Savvy repeatedly um, basically going, we want to get Mo Farrah club, Mo! <laughs> <laughs> so Savvy from Black Chair Runners, she's quite funny. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know her at all prior. 
And um... she's probably one of the best speakers I've ever heard because literally I was hanging off her everywhere. So I'm like, I want to be in your gang. You're amazing. Yeah, she, she's amazing. She's, she's she's wonderfully eloquent and and massively passionate. And so, but because there was an element of. Um, because we were discussing about role models and discussing about um, how to you know, make people feel that there are representative individuals within the community so that they don't feel like they're the, the only person in trail running or, or in running. or Because and, and, at one point, and I think it was before Moad walked in, it, did, it, it felt like the atmosphere and the energy from some of the, the people from Emancipated Crew watching as well was when Mo Farah was talked about that they felt that he hadn't done enough to almost try and make running feel more accessible for for black people in britain which i hadn't really considered at that point that uh, that he was almost it seemed like there's an expectation on him to have to do something more rather than just running and being good at running um, mm-hmm. and actually and um and yeah that that was something where I'm that that to me was was really fascinating that because I'm not sure what I'd love in fact let's have a chat with them to find out what they felt he should be doing more to kind of encouraging more young black people into running or black people in general because I thought when he was walking towards the stage just at the end of that panel he was gonna go up and be like like brilliant and I was like that would be a moment for him like a humanizing moment where he's like listen to what people want and he's done it. Like, and I said this to my mum on the phone the other day. I'm like, if he, if Mo could turn up at, at, at 20 park runs in the UK just to start the park run and be like, park run is open to every single person in this country. Yeah, that yeah. would be such an inspiring message rather than doing 40, a 40-minute 40 chat, having two pictures taken and then leaving. I just feel like there is... So there's more people can do like as, as, a, as a woman in trail running I always feel like it's really important for me to go this is for everyone including women who are actually better at endurance running than men when you think about it but um and there's, if, if there's anything I can do to get people like me to start I will but I don't know whether with Mo that would even come into his head because at the end of the day he's a professional athlete and a businessman and he's got an agent telling him what to do and it's not really up to him is it but also Mo probably doesn't have any kind of concept about what um, running numbers are like in trail running or in park runs or because he where did he grow up in Newham or similar he, he probably went to an athletics club that was actually fairly balanced because a lot of athletics club do have more of a um, a mix between different eth- ethnicities and so mm-hmm. for him he probably hasn't necessarily realized or seen or witnessed that there is actually a you know that what running is predominantly a white middle class sport um well not necessarily middle class but a white sport so actually it might be an issue that he has has never considered and therefore how can you how can you respond to an issue that you're not aware of but i think that he i can't see how he wouldn't be aware of it the thing i get is that i don't get is that you go into to this show and does he really just go, I'm going to the show, doesn't look at who's speaking, doesn't look at the yeah, panels, doesn't look at what's going on, doesn't consider the audience? Because if he'd have had a look at the lineup for that day and seen what was happening just before he went on stage, I'm sure he would have gone, that's really interesting. I wonder, you know, I wonder what that's about. Like, did he visit any of the stands? Did he have a walk around even before the show opened or after it or say to Mike, you know, what's going on? I feel like Paula Radcliffe did that. I feel like she went, was, was, actually interested in the community and what was going on and, and curious about what was going on because I saw her just hanging out at various stands and meeting loads of people um, and I do get that he is a very famous he's a sir he's all this he's all that and he's got this agent and he's only there for a certain amount of time but you know he also had his kids with him and I'm like your kids are going to grow up with you having been an Olympian and all that but they're also growing up in a world where there are still barriers for black people and people of colour within the sport. And, and maybe you should be thinking about that and standing up and being like, I'm going to make a stand to make, you know, I'm going to say to people, this is an issue and we, we can all work together to, re- to help resolve it. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel, I he, feel like he may not, the, the mobile may not is realize, real. He, he still might not realise that those barriers within the sport exist because for him, he probably not, he might not have ever felt those barriers and he might not ever have had those barriers in in the same way because you know he was fairly talented went to mary's 
fairly standard route into running and then was kind of coached amongst all the other athletes and just happened to commit more, train harder, all those things. So, yeah, it's... Yeah, I, I, it would it would be nice if he'd done that, but there must be an element of... Like, there were security guards around the area with his kids because... And you I love how you noticed this. I didn't notice any of this. Yeah, because when I was when I was, David was back, jealous. He's like, "Why do we not have security? Why do we not have security to push away the I thousands get, of adorable?" I tried pants. to get to his kids, <laughs> but I couldn't get to his kids because there was security everywhere. Because, well, yeah, I mean, but well, as I was walking back, I kind of walked past and like, oh yeah, that that kind of makes sense because there probably is an element of people become pretty weird around famous people at times. Yeah, they do. They and, do. And I, I'm sure there are times when overzealous or just slightly manic Mis- people were misplaced. Yeah, misplaced. Um, just being weird attention. with the whole family. Yeah. Or just really boring people that you want to keep yeah. away from because they're going to talk to you for ages, and you're just like, oh man, I don't want to see your holiday photos of you running up a mountain in Bulgaria. Thanks. Yeah. That's happened yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so. And and it could be that in ten years' time, when Mo is now more of the level of, um, of of what Paul has become, kind of an elder states person, that actually, when he's not getting as much many appearance fees and he's not bringing the family everywhere, maybe then he, hopefully then he will relax a bit and actually think a bit more about giving back and about his role in the community and about long-term impact and yeah it's been it's he's still he's still in it though that's the thing isn't it it's like how long is it since paula has you know been retired so she you know probably left a lot of Mm. a a lot of that kind of anxiety and everything and remember with mo there's controversy around him as well um yeah whether he likes it or not Mm. and so there's Mm. gonna those that level of protection is going to be much much higher just at this stage and i think yeah, like you say, I think as soon as the um, as soon as it all kind of mellows a bit and, and it's forgotten and all the um, the, uh, the the rumours uh, dissipate as yeah once. Do you mean when he's opened the door? When he answers <laughs> the door. When he's answered the door. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that bell keeps on ringing. Um, we should we should do a de- we should find out his address and then just have a day where we send. <laughs> <him> <laughs> Why, why, why do they need security? David goes, we should find out his address. Right, there we go. That's why you need security. We send out hundreds and hundreds. Just like order hundreds and hundreds of things that are all delivered at different times. So it's constantly on edge. That's our house. That wasn't delivery. Because that's really, that's what the testers need to do. The testers need to turn up as like Amazon delivery drivers. That's yeah. how you get them to open the door. And just, yeah, or just... like birthday delivery drivers with loads of balloons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. That's how mm. it works. Um, and um, and what what else would you what else, what were the other highlights from from the one show? Would you guys say? Um, I thought the well the I thought what, what was quite hard was for one we had some panels with four people and then there's two of us and actually the distance between us and the guests <laughs> when we couldn't really hear. Oh, that first panel. That first panel. Tricky. The first panel we had about um, the challenge behind the challenge. Oh, that was just because I got on there and I was talking. I was listening and I was thinking, I can't actually hear what anyone's saying. And I was like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Do I just leave the stage and say there's a problem with this stuff, or do I just carry on and just hopefully it'll? And, and I was thinking, well, David's pretty much leading it, so all I need to do at this point is just jump in with a question or two to make to to show that I'm actually listening and, and, and this kind of stuff. And then, and I was, and I didn't say anything at the time after it had finished, <clears throat> but I did notice that they were kind of talking between themselves a little bit. And it wasn't until afterwards when I when I spoke to Sharif and I go, oh, in that, that session, it's really funny because I couldn't hear anything. He goes, I couldn't hear anything either. And then we spoke to Eric, and it was like, I couldn't hear anything. Either. It turns out none of us could hear each other, and they couldn't even hear stuff from the the floor as well. And so they were talking oh, between themselves, going, oh, what did yeah, they find? What the did floor, they ask? Everyone's... What was that? It was it was something about finance. All right, I'll talk about finance. Uh, and so. No one could hear what anyone else is saying. The only reason I could hear because uh, Shreve was slightly louder than everyone else and his diction was a little bit clearer. So I could, I could. But then I asked him a question. He asked me to clarify it. I had no idea what he said. So I just went, yes. And then he went, oh. Uh, <laughs> and then answered whatever question he wanted. It kind of, and it wasn't, it wasn't until uh, later. Well, it, 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 I, you know, because I thought it was just me. We told Mike later and Mike's like, oh, 
um, let me go and speak to the, the sound guy, see if it's a problem. And he went to the sound guy and came, came back about two seconds later, looking like pretty stern and go, um, yeah, you just told me there's nothing you can fucking do about it. Um, and so I'm off to, uh, I'm off to kick a small child in the face. Uh, <laughs> which I, that, that level of, that level of care, I think is quite important from a, from someone that's helping uh, produce, uh, uh, <laughs> day. it was pretty late in the day anyway, so. I, I it, think... was, it, it was hard hearing you, wasn't it? And I spent most of the time like this, like looking at an old man, like <laughs> trying to lip read. Like, huh? And the thing is, on, on my panels, it seemed like everybody else could hear except me. Or was everybody just styling it out? Maybe people were just I styling think it out. Everyone was styling it out. No, it was all right. Yeah, by some smaller panels, it was all right when you were closer and you could actually hear them just from their voice rather than from picking up. The, the microphone um, ringing out. But, um, yeah, the... Because <laughs> you could tell... I, th- I think there's a few things that have changed. Um, one, I wouldn't have put the, um, the social media panel right at the end of the Sunday when everyone's absolutely knackered because there were a few hard questions we put in there when you could see the guests were like, oh, Christ, I've really got to answer this well, but I am knackered and I haven't got the mental capacity to really think about... Um, yeah, that, that was that was one of those ones like, oh, boy, this is... We're all drained and this is quite... This is like... There's some, we've got to be really careful in how we're, we're putting this across. So they'll change that. Um, what else would... What, any, any changes you, you guys make or any other highlights? I've, or? I've got an absolute... I had a brilliant idea the other night. I think that the running show North, the Birmingham one, we should make I love an the way that's hour. now called the running show North. North. Birmingham's now just, the North. You can have that, Mike. <laughs> or for me, it's still the South. Uh, I think we should have an hour where we do a fashion show on our stage and everyone is, who's exhibiting has to pick a model who's working on their stand, put on the clothes and do a runway walk with yeah. us commentating on what they're wearing. That would be and fun. And what we think what they're wearing can do for you as an athlete. I think it would be amazing. I just think a little bit more interaction would have been great because it's quite difficult when people are just sitting there on their little stools. You're like, are you sitting here because you're tired or are you sitting here because you actually want to listen yeah. to what's being said? But when you say to them, hey, man, stand up. Hey, man, make some noise. Put your hand up here turn around, uh, take down your trousers, get your wallet out and give it to me. They do whatever you tell them to do. And, and they have like, and, and they kind of do get a bit more like involved in it. And I think we, we just, you know, we do that anyway on the, on the, on the Birmingham stand. Yeah. I feel like we do that quite a lot. Well, I think it I helps. Like it's all we've got. It's all, all we've got. In the audience. Yeah. We just basically get to, get to do if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands and uh, then we introduce people. But, but that's, yeah, uh, I think that would be good. That would be good. It's a bit yeah, more and, and actually, that's a good thing about having the bad boy stage is that you get a lot more questions and there is a lot more energy and it it is a lot easier to have more of an interactive session because there's, there's nothing worse than there are a couple of times when you, you're then like, right, questions from the audience. You know, like, you look, you're like, wow, there's... There's hundreds of you, and no one's raising their hand. It's, like, it's definitely a shyness thing, though. It's if you get people like being a bit silly at the beginning, and like you know, turn around to the person next to you, high five them, then then the ice is broken, and people tend to be a little bit more yeah. interactive. And because it, it's hard, man. Like especially, you know, a lot of runners are quite lone wolves, and yeah. to go into a room where you don't know anybody, and your mates aren't going to come with you because it's a running show. So, I think. Um, like yeah, your mates I mean, aren't going to come with you. Your mates, you haven't got any mates. You're an endurance runner. You've got no mates. Your mates like, you have to go and make some new mates. <laughs> they don't like you. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think. Uh, but Danny was great. Like he was, you know, getting people up and down and up and down. And and you know, also there's that thing where if you're presenting and you've got half-filled seats, it's not a reflection on your presenting or who you're interviewing. It's a reflection on. Who's gone for their lunch? Who's gone yeah, to do this? Who's gone to do that? Like yeah. Saturday morning is dead because of park run, and then suddenly at eleven o'clock it's full because people have come in from park run. So or not um, or not or not come in from park run. So uh, David and I went to park so, yeah, run. I, we went to park run. I know there was no park run. <laughs> there was no park. I don't think it was because of us. You know, they, they heard you were coming <laughs> and Mo's agent cancelled it. <laughs> Yeah, it's strange because there were enough people there for a park run. You could see lots of people running around individually and kind of... Everyone looking very furtive, or... very furtive at the start, weren't they? Because there was obviously people that turned up for the run show that were going, coming to the park run. Why? Kind of everyone was Why was kind there of... no park run? 
Apparently it was cancelled because of a lacrosse yeah, we match, did it. wasn't it? Yeah, that but the, the thing rumor. is, it's the national yeah. running show. The lacrosse match could wait. This is your biggest opportunity as Farnborough Park Run to get yeah, park it's, run it's, people that aren't usually there. It's an army ground, isn't it? That is a, that's an army ground, isn't it? So if the army say we're playing lacrosse, they're like, so, fuck off, then you you bow to lacrosse. I just love the idea that lacrosse yeah. even still exists as a thing. I thought just like American yeah, Ameri- play- American colleges still did it. I had to play at school. Did it was you? Awful. Oh, did you? Yeah. I went to a girls' grammar school and it was like all lacrosse and shinty. I remember smacking a girl in the head with a shinty. Shinty? shinty. What's shinty? Shinty's like, you know, them walking sticks. They're like yeah. upside down. It's yeah. like that and you smack a really hard yeah, ball. And getting a load of teenage girls that don't like each other to play shinty is new a good so idea. It's, like, it's kind of like hurling, is it? It's like smacking each other with sticks. Yeah, I mean, it's like I remember so I had a book like about a sports hockey. and hurling, hurling and shinty were like on the on the facing pages of it because I think they're quite similar. It's like hockey, but like with walking sticks. Where did you go to school, Ali? Because this says it's kind of like a Scottish sport, shinty. Bournemouth, the lowest you can get away from Scotland. <laughs> wow. So were you like were you county champions as the only people in the county that played shinty? Uh, I have no idea because I wasn't very good. And so in the classic uh, UK schooling thing, if you're not very good at something, never, ever do it again. Not get a bit yeah. better at it. Never do it again. I, can, I, can't, I, can't, I can't imagine so. that there are so many people that are good at, that even play shinty, that they, you know, that it'd be particularly hard to make up a team. I like, what, how? I don't think, I don't think it's an Olympic sport, put it that way. It's a very, very, it's just hockey, but with cheapo sticks. Ah. That hurt look, when they hit you. Yeah, it looks quite aggressive um it is it's know, as aggressive so, as you want it to be look, the number two pay the number two image of when you type shinty is facing up to shinty injuries bbc sports that's a typical classic, yeah classic yeah classic um yeah so i thought that it was it was a very 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 lovely experience the old running show style uh, but also, can we just say thank you to our volunteers on the BBR stand, yeah. Andy, Suzanne, Sean, Paul, and then Rich McDowell came down, Paul Mason came down, who has now joined BBRC, another overachiever in the club. Um, and I'm sure, I've, oh, Susie as well, for being the linchpin oh, yeah, that held it all yeah. together, because um, that was great. And, and I know a lot of people went to the chill zone, had to sit on some beanbags and had some really good chats and left accidentally having signed up for ultras which is always a good thing what, what i like about the well, way the, the stand the ultra to... chill zone was the equivalent of being a naughty boy stood staring at the wall it was just like in the corner <laughs> facing the wall like you've been told off and <laughs> you know, now, you're, now you're being punished have a think about what you've done but i said to the mic oh you put us in the corner like and he's like no it's because it's really chill over there and i'm like <laughs> you've got it from the corner because you've been naughty right? and out of the way yeah. of anyone but it did actually become a crash it, it became a crash because the beanbags people were like it was actually great because there was a few women who came over to like feed their children like breastfeed their children were like there's nowhere else for us to go and there wasn't because the the restaurant area is really open plan so they managed you know they had a big chest field and it was really really lovely and i think you know at, at uh, birmingham we should make a point of, of so having a similar saying... little nice enclave where yeah. people can come if they need to and yeah. take 10 minutes you're saying Mike is anti-mother then, is, yeah, that, what good is that what you're saying? Yeah, the running show is anti-mother. Anti-mother. No, it's actually says no breastfeeding allowed. When you're <laughs> but imagine that. It's imagine happened. the world is turned upside down when you think, oh, I know, let's go to the BBR stand in order to, one, let them look after our kids and two, to breastfeed. That is a serious, yeah. serious, serious uh, misalignment there. If uh, if those two things are perfectly well, sensible to you, new opportunity for merch there, JD. You've got an opportunity <laughs> to get some merch out, some baby, some, <laughs> some baby clothes. Merch. BBR baby yeah. clothes. Yeah, it's a good idea actually. Um, but even like they could do things like I'm, I'm, I'm rub- I may be rubbish at sport, but it means I'm good at running or something. There's something along those lines, right? If you're, I might be rubbish at all our school sports. But I'll be an ultra runner one day. <laughs> that kind of top. That'd be a nice one. I mean, that, that just trips off the tongue, doesn't it? It. I mean, yeah. What the other a slogan. Thing, <laughs> the, the, the other thing. The other thing that's difficult, I think, about not having a specific ultra zone is that if, in an ultra zone, um, when we have it, you have people who have done ultras, and so you can make jokes about ultras 
that everyone kind of gets when you can kind of mm. go, oh, you know, everyone here is obviously jaded and hates their lives and, you know, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's funny. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of, um, they realise they're shit at stuff and they're going to do an ultra instead. When you're doing it to an audience that is like starting to kind of, um, that want to be inspired to Probably do ultras. They look up to ultra runners. They will look up to ultras and, they, the, yeah. and they want to feel inspired to do it. You can't make all of those jokes because, you know, it, it, it kind of, it, it jars with what they're, you know, because they, they're doing it and they're thinking, oh, I'm going to feel this great sense of achievement when I've done it and everything else. And you're going, oh, it's for people that, you know, have, have, have had a breakdown and, uh, you know, midlife uh, <laughs> crisis and, and stuff like that. And it's not, it's just not funny when in front of those people. Yeah, well, they, yeah. You've got to be careful, haven't you? It, it, this is why it's so cult-like, because you've got to be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's great. Come on in. It's, you're going to have the time of your life. And the minute they've done their first one, <laughs> you're an idiot. You idiot. You can't believe How you believe me. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel very good, do you? But you're going to do it again. You're addicted now, aren't you? Oh, well. well Bye-bye. We've, we've, got, we've got at least one ultra sign-up, because um, when I was... I went for my first long run in a long time, uh, in about three years, on the Sunday morning, and... I was uh, kind of heckled with positive something that I couldn't quite hear on the canal. And then was emailed. So there's a, someone called Chris Holmes, who was in our Ultra panel, um, listening to our Ultra panel on the Saturday. And he'd said that he'd recognise us from the Saturday. And he's already inspired by the panel. And he's set up some tasks for 2023 because he's on the way back from cover- recovery. And he's going to do uh, get a go to do 5K to Ultra 100 events so he's signing up to his first to do some ultras. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's 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 not the only that's not the only one. I mean, James Elson owes me some money because I've literally had three people sign up, going to sign up for South Downs Way Fifty. Like it really does make a difference. Yeah. Like just having a conversation with people, and you know, the big thing people say is, I don't know when I'll ever be ready, and it's like you're not going to be ready till you sign up for it. Like you sign up for it, it's there. It's like a build it, yeah. and and it will come, and you have to just get ready. And so that's the that's the brilliant thing. Like it's a really it's a really nice feeling to have people, I think it's probably listening to you and actually acting on it, which is quite mm. a strange thing. But um, in that sense, I think it was really, really successful. And, and you know, also even the Ultra Panel, which was all three of us having a chat, you stand there and look at that and you're like, okay, I can definitely identify with one of these people. Yeah, I was like, going to say, it's three, like, we have three totally different approaches, don't we? You know. Um, yeah and it's like none none of it there is no wrong way to train for an ultra there is no right way to train for an ultra like it's not like if you want to get a 330 marathon time there is a right way and a wrong way but if you want to run an ultra there is no right way there is no wrong way you just have to get it done and and so yeah i I love that i think it's great do you know what we're so inspiring (laughs) the guardian's top three most inspiring people of the year well i do i do i do want to be with with the Spice Girls, they all had their own. You know, you had Sporty Spice, you had Posh Spice. Now we've got we've already got Ultra Totty. So oh, for Christ's sake! I think you know Jody needs to be. Is it is he Ultra Posh? Is that your Posh? Is that your you're Spice the posh Girls one. take on the? No, 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 no. You're you're more Southern, and the further south you are, the posher you are. Whereas I'm, I think, you know, I think Jody would be Ultra Pithy. Like he's the one that's going to put you down no matter what you've done. Ultra pithy. He's going to put you into like, uh, he's going to put you in your box. I don't. You're going to be I, like, I've just signed up for a hundred miler, and he's going to go, they're shit. It's going to be great. I don't. I yeah. I I do. I still think the way that I talk about stuff like that is still inspiring in a in a different way. In the sense that I what I like to do is I like to just lower people's like expectations. <laughs> Yeah, you lower people's expectations to a level that they don't even expect anything. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, no. Because you were, what did you say? We were talking about this and I was saying, oh, um, I, actually, I don't know if this is the time to go into it. But um, it was it was around like people were saying things like that. And I was saying, oh, you can just do it. Just do it. Don't worry about it. Just kind of do it. Um, and you know, don't it's not that big a deal and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's, I, I do think it's important that, that people don't necessarily build it up too much because I think that there is, you know, it is only a race, isn't it? It is like, that's all it is. I think that's the, 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 the thing, you know, if it goes to shit, then... Well, it's not even worst? a race. It's just an experience, isn't it? Yeah, if it goes to shit, but that's what I'm trying worst? to say to people. It's like, 
it's an adventure and, and adventures have twists and turns and when you sign up to 100 or 50 you're not going in to win it generally you're yeah. going in for an adventure and so and the adventure could be whatever you make it and so just and, get on with it and like, you failed you, if you fail in that it doesn't matter because you failed in lots of other things in your life and you just you know and you survived all of those things so why not you know just keep pushing on with it I'm not sure that that's particularly well, inspiring if you're a listener you've probably failed in most of the things in your life <laughs> exactly it's just we're, another we're talking about you sir Another yeah, thing no. that you can add to your big catalogue of failures. So why not make it a spectacular failure? A spectacular, I mean, you're used to failure, public, right? embarrassing one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the more yeah, public, exactly. the more spectacular. It's what you feel most naturally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at you, doesn't look like you've done much for your life. So yeah, sign up for 100. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. Right, I think that's been a good amount of time on this one. So... Um, should we wrap things up there, people? Any any last memories of the run show, South? Any other highlights? I tell you, I tell you what. Just what, as soon as run show, run show, run show, run show, January run show goes on sale, we need to get you need to get tickets because having Laura Swanson uh, Ravel in there, she's doing the spine next year. She's going to come in fresh and be interviewed on the Sunday. She would have finished probably on the Thursday, um, and and you know chatting to her, we've got loads. of sort of connections we get some really good guests on the ultra stage so um i'm really excited about january already i've got some great ideas for it yeah it should be good it will be good and we'll be back in full force with uh full stage so yeah. uh well thanks everyone for listening thanks to the run show thanks to danny bent for recognizing you know all of my my talents and oh, various things and realizing that jd jd does own a lot of books that he's not in and uh, <laughs> Joke. You can't use. I can't oh, even I use my joke back against me. That was the joke <laughs> I made <laughs> about myself. He just looked. He looked so confused when he was <laughs> saying it. Like he didn't even know why he was saying it. <laughs> he owns a copy of Boards to Run, but he's not in it. I'm like, wow. I literally could have said anything. I could have said he's a neo-Nazi representative for Hope, but yeah, lucky I didn't. Right? It is lucky. I mean, yeah. people probably listen to that and think classic ultra pithy. Classic. Yeah. Ultra-pithy, and you know. Yeah. yeah. What is your, what's your, what spice are you then, David? Ultra, ultra Savile. Probably, I don't know, Ultra... Ultra Savile. Ultra yes. Savile. <laughs> no. Ultra Savvy, Savvy. Not Savvy. We'll work on it. Do wow, a pet name. A pet, a pet name, great. <laughs> what, are, uh, what are JD and my uh, Ultra names going to be? Ultra, ultra Inappropriate. <laughs> I don't want to be ultra totty, but I am now. So there we go. Uh, can't all right, fight lads. who you are, Ali. Well, you can't thanks. fight who you are. Thanks, listening guys, and we'll see you next time. See you later. Bye 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 And give me one more try Cause I love like this Should I never ever die Come back Fuck you buddy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>